Hey, I'm Leslie Myrick. I'm an adventurous, organized, and enthusiastic interior designer based in the Atlanta, Georgia area. My mission is to help high-achieving moms bust out of their boring homes. This is the podcast version of my weekly Instagram and YouTube live show, Bust Out of Boring. You can catch me live there every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Ready for actionable advice to create a kick-ass home you love? Let's bust out of boring. Hey, everyone. Leslie Myrick here. Welcome to Bust Out of Boring episode 92, What to Look for When Buying a Sofa. I'm going to go pretty in-depth today, so hang with me. I know that a sofa is a big freaking deal to invest in, and so I want to share with you some really juicy information, some kind of technical nerdy stuff about what to look for when you buy a new sofa. Not all sofas are created equal. If you've ever bought a lower-end sofa from a big box store, it might not have lasted a long time, and that could be for many reasons, one of which is that it's made mostly of cardboard or plastic or things that are just not great structurally. So I have five tips for buying a sofa. Let's get started because there's lots of information. I have notes. I got lots of stuff. So tip number one, what to look for when buying a sofa is choosing a sturdy frame. Kiln dried hardwood like oak, beech, ash, those are durable. Those are going to last They're also very expensive, which is why a lot of manufacturers don't use them. You'll see softer woods like pine available. Those are okay. They're better than some of the options, but there's also going to be things made of like particle board, plastic, or metal, and those really should be avoided. Those are not ones that are going to be comfortable or give you any sort of longevity. So you want a sturdy frame in a kiln-dried hardwood. That's like the best of the best. Otherwise, look for wood. (laughs) Look for something made of an actual thing and not something that is processed, squished together like cardboard or particle board. A solid frame is going to create a sofa that's lasting you a long time that you can reupholster as you see fit, as styles change, and it's just going to be a great, comfortable investment. Fake number two to look for when you're buying a sofa is to know your joinery. Joinery is a fancy word for how things are stuck together. (laughs) That's how I like to look at it. So joinery in a sofa is where corners join up. So, you know, arms are meeting frames and frames are meeting legs and all that kind of stuff. So here are some good phrases to look for. Again, I am referring to notes because I don't want to screw up these details. You want to look for things like wooden corner blocks, corner blocks glued and screwed, wooden dowels, double wooden dowels, or metal screws with brackets. Those are high quality ways of joining corners, joinery, joining corners together. You do not want a sofa that is held together mainly with staples, nails, glue, love, hope. Those things are not going to produce a durable sofa. You want good joinery and a good frame that literally sets the foundation for a phenomenal sofa. Now, let's talk, number three, about springs. You know, the boingy boingies in there that keep your butt up and keep you from sagging into the middle of the couch. Hand-tied springs are best. You might have heard this phrase, eight-way hand-tied springs. Sounds kind of bougie and fancy. Basically, they are incredibly comfortable. They are incredibly well-made. They are literally a spring that is tied in eight different places all around to make sure there is even distribution of weight and even bounciness on the couch. We're getting technical and then very not technical today. 
and they're expensive. They are the highest end option you can get for springs. They are a fabulous investment if you are at that price point. A less expensive option are called serpentine springs, which are sort of pre-assembled, snaky, windy springs that are already kind of linked together. They they can do the trick. Heavyweight serpentine springs are a good, affordable option, but you want to make sure you're not getting a very lightweight serpentine spring because those just aren't going to hold your butt no matter how small your butt is. You're going to want something a little more heavy duty in the body of the sofa to make sure that it's going to last and be comfortable and not sag. All right. Tip number four, when you're buying a sofa, invest in quality fillings. Polyurethane foam is kind of the common, that's what most people offer unless you upgrade to a down or feather option. But you really do have to be selective. If you're shopping in person, put your butt on the couch and see if you like it. If you are shopping online, read reviews. Foam that is too dense is just hard and uncomfortable. Foam that's too soft can actually deteriorate and deteriorate quickly. So a good middle ground is foam wrapped with polyester batting. So it's got a harder, firmer center and like, you know, a softer outside, kind of like a hamburger. It's got like the meaty middle and a nice soft bun on the outside for your buns. (laughs) You can take that to the store with you. That's genius. So that's what to look for with fillings. Polyurethane is standard. You can also get polyurethane and it can be wrapped in feather and down in feather and Dacron. Basically, Solid middle, squishy outside, you're in business with foam. And you also want to look for durable materials to upholster your sofa in. That is tip number five. You may have heard my saga about my incredible faux leather teal sofa that completely freaking fell apart. The sofa is great. The frame is sturdy. (laughs) has good springs and good foam. But we chose a crappy material. I didn't know. I really, really thought that faux leather, aka vinyl, was going to be a good choice. It felt soft and pliable. But what happened after a few years of regular use, and not even crazy use, we didn't even have kids at this point. They were not jumping on this couch. The top of the vinyl just started to peel off and flake and just go everywhere. And the couch cushion fabric just deteriorated. I mean, it's super gross. We have a really ugly slip cover over it now, but at least we're not getting little flakes of teal stuck to us. So here's what I recommend for sofa upholstery, especially if you have kids or pets or anything that's going to make a mess. I'm always a fan of top grain leather. Leather sofas are the bomb.com. If you're going to do a fabric, don't do a faux leather. Don't do it. Just learn from me. Don't do any fakey fake bycast leather or whatever fake. No, mm -mm. Real leather, real genuine top grain leather, or if you're doing fabric, a performance fabric is really, really worth the investment. Performance fabric has stuff woven right into the fibers. I don't know the technical term. Stain repellenty things and stains beat off, liquids beat off. It gives you, doesn't mean it's never going to get stained, but it means it gives you more time to react and treat the stain and you're more likely to get it off. There are some white performance fabrics, you can dump red wine on red wine on, and it will literally just beat up and you can wipe it off with a towel. So if you're going to do fabric, get a performance fabric, or at the very least, get your sofa treated and sprayed with a stain protector. That's going to give it so much more longevity. I'm also a fan of velvet sofas. I think the material is great. And if you have pets, pets cannot scratch velvet. Cats don't like it. 
dogs can't get their scratchy, scratchy claws through it. So it is a great option if you've got little claws running around your home. They're not going to get stuck in it like they will some woven fabrics. Okay. So much information. (laughs) I'm really excited about sofas. I love them. And I spec them all the time for my clients. And this is what I've learned. I'm going to do a high level recap. Number one, you want to choose a sturdy frame Kiln dried hard kiln dried hardwood is the bomb.com. Number two, good quality joinery, screws, dowels, things that are going to stay stuck together, not nails and staples and glue. Number three, when it comes to springs, hand tied or a very nicely heavy duty serpentine spring. Don't go with lightweight. Don't go with cheap crap in there. You're going to regret it. I promise. Number four, quality fillings, a good polyurethane foam. Nothing too dense, but even better if it can be wrapped with something squishy. You're going to love it. And number five, durable fabrics, performance fabric, leather, or if it doesn't come in a performance fabric, make sure that you treat it and spray it professionally to give you more stain resistance and durability. Bonus tip when buying sofas, please measure carefully. (laughs) Not only the sofa and how it's going to fit in your space, but find out do the feet or legs come off because that matters. And will the sofa fit through your front door or the door into the room that it's going? Because I can tell you from experience, I bought a love seat once and assumed the legs were detachable and they were actually beautifully constructed. They were built into the frame and we couldn't get the love seat down the hall into the room it was supposed to go in. And so it went in through our bedroom window because that was the only option because I screwed up. Don't make the same mistake I did. But I do hope that this helps give you some confidence on buying a sofa. If you head over to lesliemeyer.com and check out the blog, do a little search for sofas. And I've got articles about my screwed up sofa with the vinyl that it was a complete disaster and other resources to help you go spend your money on a sofa with confidence. Have an awesome week, my friends. So glad to be back for Bust Out of Boring. I'm here every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. I will see you next week. You are awesome. Thank you so much for sharing part of your busy day with me. If you're digging Bust Out of Boring, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I so appreciate you taking the time to share Bust Out of Boring with other ambitious, professional, and high-achieving mamas like you. If you want more help busting out of your boring home, you can grab my free interior design budget guide, kitchen design checklist, and more free resources at lesliemeyerick.com. While you're there, you can also find out how to work one-on-one with me for your design project. See you next Monday.